Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 38. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to what is going to be the final episode here of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this has been a podcast devoted to helping you, the small to medium-sized business owner, get over the beginning hurdles that might be in the way of learning how you can delegate your tasks to a virtual assistant. That's right, my friends. Uh, when I say the final episode, as far as I know, at this point in time, I, I don't have any plans for any future episodes, but uh, obviously I never say never, or at least I I, I never... Well, anyway, you get the idea. Hey, uh, here's the situation. You probably heard me talk about this in the last episode, episode number 37, uh, but I'll just reemphasize it here, especially if this happens to be the very first time you're ever listening to the Virtual Assistant Podcast, uh, being that it is the most recent episode that's going to be in the feed for uh, at least for some unknown period of time, if not uh, indefinitely. So uh, the, the situation is that this is going to be uh, what for now will be the final episode, uh, 38 weeks of bringing you basically my journey into the world of having a virtual assistant and uh, and not only that, but not just taking my own journey, but answering your questions that you have relating to having a virtual assistant. Now, the good news, if you go to virtualassistantpodcast.com, the archives are going to remain there for quite some time. And uh, I think that they will continue to have a lot of evergreen value uh, as the principles and the values that, that have been talked about here, I think are going to be, they're going to stand the test of time. And I know that that for me, uh, everything that I've learned this year is uh, definitely going to be valuable in moving forward uh, in my own business when it comes to delegating. I, I've learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about my business and I learned a lot of uh, my, my horizons have been broadened as to as the possibilities that exist for me and my business as a result of using uh, the services of a virtual assistant. And, um, you know, from the very first episode, I want to let you know that the, the goal when I started this was to expose my community, the gspn.tv community, which, by the way, if you haven't heard about the Generally Speaking Production Network, I encourage you to go over to gspn.tv. I've had two goals, uh, one not-so-selfish goal and one, personally, I'll just share with you a selfish goal uh, in producing the show. One of the goals was to expose the people in my community to the benefits that I personally have experienced in hiring virtual assistants and to answer your questions about this industry and literally to lower that barrier of entry for those who might consider delegating tasks to a virtual assistant if they understood what it was. Um, and I think I've accomplished that task. Another, the, the more selfish goal behind this was, uh, actually, I guess there were two more selfish goals. Uh, another selfish goal was to try to bring in another stream of income and find a sponsor for this podcast, which um, all 38 episodes of this podcast have been sponsored by ContemporaryVA.com. Contemporary VA, the service that I use for my own virtual assistant. Uh, you can find them over at contemporaryva.com. They have sponsored all the way from the first episode all the way through this episode. And I'll be honest with you, it, it, it would be their desire that I would continue to move forward. 
but I just had a gut feeling that this is the time for me to to cut loose from this podcast and to move on to some other areas. And I'm not even sure what those other areas will be. Um, but I'm sure that 2011 is going to bring a lot of new exciting things. And and I've noticed myself paring down, cutting things down uh, to, to thin out my schedule so that I can be more heavily focused uh, into the things that are coming uh, here in the near future. And, and I just have a sense that I'm on the verge of some some very big things. And and I, I felt, you know, that that my own desire to record this show every every week was starting to to kind of wear thin and and I just didn't want to I didn't want to continue to produce shows just because I was getting the financial benefit of a sponsor and so uh, I have made the decision on my end that I wanted to to uh you know not renew the sponsorship because this is this is the final episode so that was under contract so that decision was completely mine and I want to say thank you to Contemporary VA for sponsoring all 38 of these episodes. If you have benefited uh, from the services of a virtual assistant because you have been willing to give it a try for the very first time because this podcast has helped you to um, understand what a virtual assistant is and what they might possibly be able to do for you, uh, you know, it is because of their sponsorship that made this show possible. At least 38 episodes of it. Without, if they didn't sponsor me, I was going to do a show anyway. Um, but chances are not all 38 episodes would have been produced. Uh, well, actually, I can certainly tell you that. And uh, chances are that, that you know, it, it just wouldn't be the same. So I'm, I'm very thankful to them. And uh, I've had a great relationship. And, and I, I, I plan on continuing my services moving forward. Now, you guys know if you've listened to the last couple episodes, especially here in December, you know that I actually had one of my greatest fears realized Actually, wait, did I ever get to the third um, selfish reason why I did this podcast? It was, an, it was another way because I, I, I honestly, I know that there are tons of people out there in the world, especially this year and in the years ahead, that are going to go to Google and they're going to do a search in Google for virtual and another word, assistant, and they'll add on another word, podcast. And it's pretty much a guarantee that this show will t- rise to the top if you do that Google search. And so that's a good thing for me. And and I, I honestly, I, I the, that third selfish reason I wanted to do this was to bring exposure to my podcasting production services and my my um, my consulting work that I do in in podcasting, new media, teaching people how to podcast. I figure you know chances are there's a lot of small to medium sized businesses that would be interested in searching for information about. Uh, virtual assistants. And then, of course, if they knew that this guy that did the virtual assistant podcast could help them launch their own successful podcast that has the same production quality that this show does, then it would lead me to business. And by the way, it has, and I'm sure that it will continue. And so I'm, I'm very thankful for that as well. But uh, certainly there there has been a lot of benefit. And I think this has been a win-win-win situation for, for three parties involved, myself, my sponsor, and my audience. And that is a good podcast. That is a good podcast. Anyway, like I said, uh, if, if you're just tuning in, go check out the archives. Good stuff. I encourage you. This is one of those shows. Where I would encourage you to go back to episode one and listen to them in order. Uh, you could probably skip some, like episodes. I don't know what they are. 32, 33 or something like that. There's a couple that I just threw out there. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, come on, seriously. Uh, they weren't that great. And I, I wasn't all that inspired to, to put them out. But I did. And and that's why we're moving forward. But anyway, here's the deal. We are talking. Oh, uh, greatest fears realized. 
a couple episodes back, I shared with you that uh, my, my greatest fear is that I'd find a virtual assistant, teach them how to do everything and have this great connection and my business be so tied to, to, to the way things are done and having all this help. And then all of a sudden that assistant would, you would, would leave me. And I, and, and I was certain that the virtual assistant that I had, Andrea, would never, that, that would just not be a possibility. That's just not going to happen. Well, it did happen this year, and it, and it did. And you can go back a couple episodes, and you can hear the story of how that all went down. And I want to tell you, here it is. I'm at the end of this month, and uh, 30, you know, approximately 30 days after I received notice that Andrea was leaving. And then, of course, about two and a half weeks after Andrea uh, decided that she actually had to leave on a much quicker basis um, and, and leaving really no transition time between the two, um, I want to say that I going into 2011, I think I might be even... If not at the same place, you know, with the help that I need, if not in in a step ahead. And of course, I've shared several times and I'll share again that uh, even today and, and all last week, by the way, and today, um, my product, my production of my podcast is radically transformed and, and revolutionized. Uh, and what I mean by that is I record this episode. Well, actually. Uh, this is the eighth podcast that I'm recording today. No, seventh. This is the seventh podcast that I'm recording today. And I can tell you right now, the first five podcast episodes that I recorded today are already posted and online and already being delivered out to my podcasting audience. Now, the episode that I finished, you know, about 20 minutes before I hit record on this one, that podcast is um, being processed right now as I'm recording this one. And I can guarantee you that by the time I'm done recording this show, the show I recorded before this is, will already be online. And that's because I don't have to do any production anymore. All I do is is record my show and I drag and drop the recording into a Dropbox folder. It syncs over to my assistant. She processes it and takes care of it for me. That's something that wasn't even possible with, with Andrea because of her internet connection. So um, Amy is effectively already doing about 90% of all the tasks that I had Andrea doing for me, and she's actually doing a couple tasks beyond that. Uh, now, there are still a couple things that Andrea did for me. Uh, there's about 5% of what Andrea was doing for me that I have not yet uh, transitioned over to Amy yet, but that's okay. I, you know, that'll come. You know, it's just been two and a half weeks. And uh, there's a lot of noise going on outside of my studio. So I'm going to pause for one second. All right. So there we go. I am back and uh, took care of the, the noise outside of the studio here. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so, so the situation is I, I'm all set for 2011. Um, and I'm in a really good place. And, and the transition has, has been much better than I had ever anticipated it would be. So, so things, things are going really good. And, and, and again, I, I know I shared all of this. I don't want to be a repeat of everything that I shared in 37, but I just want to say that, that things are great. I love having Amy as my virtual assistant from Contemporary VA and, and I don't have any plans on changing. So I just want to make sure, just make it clear that everybody knows that, that, you know, things are good in, in my world in this area now. And, and, and trust me, that is a big deal for me. And, and I, again, I, I just can't imagine how it happened so well. And by the way, a couple of weeks ago, I think I shared with you guys just how difficult 
you know, the, a couple things had gotten, you know, with being sick and, and, and then all of a sudden being behind and having this whole upheaval and, and stuff like that in December that I wasn't expecting. If you want to be inspired, um, by my story about what happened this month and, and a huge miracle happened this month financially for my business, it just a, a huge miracle. And if you guys don't know about the, this about me, I'm a Christian and, and I do have faith and, and, in in God and in Jesus Christ. So, um, the thing is, is that, um, you know, I encourage you to go over to pursuingabalancedlife.com. Seriously, go to pursuingabalancedlife.com. First, listen to episode number 483, and then listen to episode 484. A huge, huge thing has happened uh, that has uh, been a huge blessing to me this this week. And, and uh, the last 10 days have been a, a, a great time for reflection. And to be honest with you, being sick and having to deal with, you know, some big changes and deciding whether or not I am going to end or not end this podcast and, and all this other stuff. I mean, it, it's just been a very trying time and it's been a good time for me, a very good time for me. And so I'm very thankful for everything that's taken place, even though it was very difficult at times. So with all that being said, uh, we're going to continue now with part two of our, you know, the, the most common fears that, that business people have when they're considering having a virtual assistant. And you'll remember uh, maybe from last week where I told you that I put out on LinkedIn, I used their questions feature to actually ask a question of, you know, if you were considering hiring a virtual assistant, what would be your greatest fear or fears if there were more than one? We left off with Terry last week. Uh, she, we had shared one or two of her fears. And, and uh, here's another one. Terry said, she says, um, I'm a little antsy about providing personal slash financial information to someone out of my sight and possibly beyond extradition. All right. Well, we can immediately, if, if you're really concerned about beyond extradition, that's something you pro- could probably take care of by simply hiring a virtual assistant that is domestic. So if that's really a concern, you, you can certainly hire domestically. That's, that's exactly what I personally wanted to do and what I have done. Uh, whether or not I will add a second virtual assistant from the Philippines this, you know, in 2011, I'm not sure yet. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's something that, that there, I see some real possibilities, but it wouldn't be financial stuff that I give them. And it certainly wouldn't be, you know, talking, you know, one-on-one with my clients sort of stuff. If, if I ever hired anybody from the Philippines, it would be for just processing, uh, certain things, doing technical things behind the scenes and stuff like that. But I, I you know, again, I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing in 2011, everything just yet, but, uh, you know, you don't have to hire from overseas. You can hire somebody here in the United States. And, and so you don't have to worry about the, you know, being beyond extradition. Now, as far as uh, being antsy about providing your personal financial information to somebody out of sight and mind, uh, absolutely. I, I, I definitely concur with that. That's a huge fear. Uh, it's one that I had to get over for my own services because, well, I, one of the things I wanted my assistant to do for me is to sign into my PayPal account, run a report, and put that into my QuickBooks uh, data. Now, uh, I shared last week, or actually I shared uh, in one of the recent th- two or three episodes about lastpass.com that allows you to you know, share a password with somebody without giving them the password. 
basically, you you have a premium lastpass.com account on your side. And as long as you have a premium account, your VA can have a free account. And there's a way for you to sign into your password vault. And you can right-click and share a, a password with somebody. And it gives them the ability to... Basically, what it does is it sh- you share it with their email address account. And that shows up in their vault but they are not able to actually see what that password is. It's just going to input that into the field for them. So they will be able to log in, but if you ever at any moment in time want to revoke that from them, you can revoke it and it's not you don't need to go change your password. You just immediately revoke that access. Or you could actually just grant that access. You can share it just for a period of time and then go back in and unshare it immediately. And so you only give them access at certain times. Uh, unfortunately, you can't schedule those access, but uh, but still, I, the thing is, is with my PayPal. I mean, PayPal. I get notices of everything that happens. I mean, if you if you withdraw money out of my account, boom, immediately I get an email. If you try to do something with my debit card, that's anything out of the normal. PayPal's on the phone to me. Um, my QuickBooks. I am so on top of that. It, it's crazy. So I I do. I I personally I have a little bit of an eagle eye, and I keep I keep track of things like that. Um, when I'm you know, when I'm delegating those works out, that kind of workout, I can certainly keep an eye on all of that stuff. And I, and that's for me, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, what, what's the sense in having a virtual assistant if you have to keep an eye out, if you have to keep watching and, and stuff like that? Well, the thing is, is that what Amy does for me uh, and what Andrea did for me in the, in the area of my PayPal account and my, uh, my, uh, QuickBooks account and stuff like that. We're talking about something that used to take me two hours a week is taking them something somewhere around 20 to 35 minutes a week uh, because they actually don't hate it in spite of it as much as I do. They don't get distracted the way that I do. So it's saving me two hours a week. And so if I only need to go in and just keep an eye on what's going on and spend about 20 or not even 20 minutes, if I need to spend t- five or 10 minutes just to make sure everything is copacetic after the fact, I'd much rather pay them that amount of money. You know, I think my hours are, I'm I'm still, you know, well beyond or well below $20 an hour for my services because of the retainer package that I I signed into. Um, I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's, it's, it's worth it to have them do that. And so certainly, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I do. There are some things that I just watch over and I watch over carefully and I have I have I have checks and balances in place to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I would I would certainly encourage you if you do decide to hire a virtual assistant and you do give them access to personal and financial information that you do keep an eye on that. I, be, be mindful of that stuff, um, but also find somebody that you feel like you can trust as well. All right. All right. Next is Leslie. Uh, Leslie writes this back in LinkedIn. She says, hey, Cliff, uh, I had many fears prior to hiring my virtual assistant two years ago. Those fears have all turned out to be false expectations appearing real. My biggest fears were number one, trust, trusting somebody with my confidential information. And number two, trusting that. Oh, actually, yeah, there's three. Uh, trusting that someone else could learn my style and personality well enough to truly handle the work as well as I. And three, big mistakes. I feared that a virtual assistant would mess up in some terrible way damaging my business. So those are the three uh, um, fears that Leslie had. But she hired a virtual assistant two years ago. She says this, 
I am glad I got over those fears because life is so much easier now that my virtual assistant gets me and my business. Good luck with your podcast, Leslie. Leslie, I am right there with you. I am, I'm proud to say that I have now been using a virtual assistant for one full year. One full year, and, and I would have to agree. Life is so much easier now. Eh, two weeks ago was a little bit of a pain in the butt, but I would say that still definitely life is easier now. Alrighty. Uh, Lynn, Lynn says, I think the biggest fear is the fear, uh, that is inherent in all, uh, humans fear of the unknown. Does the VA have a strong business background and tech and technical savvy? Is the VA, uh, working full time from a professionally equipped home? office or typing at the kitchen table while dealing with small children. I want to stop right there and I want to tell you a couple different things. First and foremost, the the question is, you know, uh, do they have a strong business background? Are they technically savvy? And all of those different things. Um, I, that all comes out in the interview process. Um, I shared a, uh, a couple episodes back my interview that I did uh, with uh, recently to, to replace Andrea. And my interview was pretty intense. I mean, and very intense. And I asked very specific questions that got right to the heart of the things that you want to know about your virtual assistant. And I chose my virtual assistant based upon the answers to those questions. Um, now, here's the deal. I will tell you right now that my virtual assistant, Amy, uh, based upon the questions that I asked and the answers I got, I will tell you that my virtual assistant is not working from a professionally equipped home office. All right. I, I I will tell you this. I could tell you right now that uh, one of my questions on the on the uh, on the thing was how many monitors do you have? Because I, obviously I would prefer somebody who has two monitors, you know, somebody who could have, you know, one one window up on one screen and one window up on another screen and they could go back and forth and be more productive that way. And of course, if you only have one monitor or even if you do have two, I asked, what are the sizes of your monitor? What's the size of your monitor? That's a question on my interview that I asked. And here's the deal. Guess what? It's no external monitor and she's working off of a laptop. All right. My virtual assistant is working off of a laptop. Now, my virtual assistant is working off of a laptop. Uh, and by the way, I even know the screen resolution. Oh, I asked the, I did. I asked what's, what's your screen resolution? Um, and I think she's using 1280 by 800, which is a really low screen resolution. So she's not even getting a lot of real estate on there, but here's the thing. She is efficient with what she has that I know. All right. So she's extremely efficient. She, matter of fact, I would say that my virtual assistant could beat your virtual assistant up any day. Now that's, I'm just joking around. But anyway, um, my virtual assistant probably can do things with her laptop with 1280 by 800 screen resolution faster than a virtual assistant who has a professionally equipped home office with a desktop and dual monitor set up. She's that good. She she is. And, and I just know this because Amy has been doing an amazing job for me. In fact, I'm going to pause one second and find an email that I sent to Contemporary VA. Okay, I found the email. This is an email that I just sent two days ago on December 28th, uh, 2010. I sent this to Heather, Scott, Deb, and Colleen. Heather and Scott uh, manage you know things over there at Contemporary VA and and Deb is over top of Amy and Colleen's over top. I, I don't know how it all works out, but I'll tell you what. I talked to the upper ups and in, in, in the whole chain of a can, uh, of um, command 
anybody from Amy on up. I wanted them to let them know. I wanted to let them know how things are going here. So here is the email I sent. As I said, Heather, Scott, Deb, and Colleen. As you all know, I was shocked when I received notice that Andrea would be leaving at the end of this month. Then, as I was coping with the idea of losing Andrea and finding suitable replacement for my virtual assistant needs, two terrible things happened to me at once. First, I was diagnosed with a terrible case of strep throat that put me down on my back for at least four days. Second, that same day, I was informed by Andrea that she would be leaving effective immediately and there would be no transition period at all. I made for this made for a very difficult few weeks for me personally. However, I wanted to write and tell you just how happy I am with how everything has turned out. First and foremost, I want to say that Andrea was a valuable asset to my business and I am going to miss her. With that said, I did not expect another assistant that would uh I did not expect to find another assistant that would be so easy to work with as Amy is. I'm not kidding when I say that I that after only two weeks, I already have Amy doing 90% of everything that Andrea was doing for me. I'm thoroughly pleased with how fast she picks things up during our training sessions. She is thorough, and I've not found myself needing to go back and correct the work that she does for me. But wait, there's more. Because of Amy's technical mindedness and her high-speed internet connection, she has been able to learn my entire podcast production. This actually means the world to me. In fact, in her first week of doing full production of my podcast and posting them onto my website, she's already doing the entire process in less time than it took Andrea to simply post the new sh- the show notes to my websites. Again, I just want to say in Andrea's defense, it's because of the internet speeds, okay? And and the fact that Amy is really good at what she does as well. But anyway, to say that I am pleased with Amy as my new virtual assistant would be a huge understatement. I am thrilled. I am very excited for what lies ahead with my business in 2011. And I believe that Amy will be able to help me accomplish goals that I may not have even dreamed of before. Please know that Amy is a VA rock star. Very sincerely, Cliff. And so that is, that's basically what I sent over to Contemporary VA. And, and that's exactly how I feel. And so, um, this is, that, that's exactly how I feel about somebody who, by the way, is not working from a professionally equipped home office, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know if she's posting my, my, my show notes and my podcast episode on her laptop, you know, from, her in the kitchen or not uh, I will tell you she has two young kids and she's and, and a couple times when I've talked to Amy I've heard her kids in the background not been a problem at all not been a problem at all and those things are things I knew about Amy before I even interviewed her because I had actually talked to some other people about Amy uh, and their and their experience with her before even talking with her so those are those are I, I kind of knew some of that already so very happy, very happy. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, but if you want somebody that has a professionally equipped home office, that is easy to find out ahead of the time. You don't have to need that. To, you, don't, you don't need that to be a fear. Just make that an ex- expectation that you communicate in your application process and then interview to make sure you're getting what you want. All right. Um, so Lynn continues, their website might look like they're a dream VA. But anyone can put up, uh, put anything that they please on a website. And if they're in another country, who are you going to call to check them out? Well, uh, first and foremost, let's, uh, you know, because I don't, I don't want to beat up on international VAs. I, while I, I obviously have experience and I, I love using domestic virtual assistants. Uh, 
Um, even if it's even if it's a virtual assistant overseas, uh, you you can request that say, hey, I want you to give me a list of, you know, five or six of your clients and have them, uh, you know, uh, contact them, ask them how things are going, what they're doing. Um, so so you can get references. That that's not a problem. And you're right. Uh, the the deal is is anybody can put anything on a website, and that's why I would not rely on a website to make a decision on whether or not I hire somebody. Definitely go through an interview process. Um, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I probably had Amy on the on Skype uh, from the interview. Oh, I don't know, at least thirty minutes. I would say it was at least thirty minutes, if not forty five minutes. Uh, I'm. It, it could. I don't know. It could have even been an hour. I'm not sure, but uh, I know we scheduled an hour to, for the interview, and and I took up a lot of time, and I made sure I asked the questions. So again, I, I don't go by do not go by their their website at all i mean obviously you can use that you know if they have a good looking website at least they have a technical savviness of of either knowing how to put together a good looking website or at least going knowing where to go to get help to put together a good looking website so a good looking website could be a benefit but certainly you want to interview it says here, even if they give you someone to call, unless it's a senior partner in a large business or someone whose existence uh, you can check, you could be calling their brother or aunt. Yeah, that that is absolutely uh, that's absolutely the case. And, and and so, if you if you have a feeling that that may be the case, then sure enough, uh, I would I would pass on them. So what I would do is I, I I personally, if I was looking for a virtual assistant, Lynn, what I would do is I would go to somebody I know that I trust, that I've built a relationship with, that runs a business that I kind of respect. And I would say, hey, do you use a virtual assistant? And if so, can you tell me about your experiences? Who do you use? What would you recommend? And if you go in that direction, I can almost guarantee you, you'll find somebody. Now, I'll be honest with you. Before this year, um, you know, there were, I actually realized that there, there was a lot of people in my community that used virtual assistants that I had no idea that they used virtual assistants, did not know about it. Um, and then what happened was when I started using a virtual assistant, I learned that they were using virtual assistants. I, but prior to this, there was only one person I knew that used a virtual assistant. And, and so, you know, it, it there are people out there that, you know, that are using virtual assistants. In fact, I'm, I might be one of them. I don't know how closely you follow me and what I'm doing, but I can certainly give you the names of a bunch of virtual assistants that I know and a bunch of people I know who use virtual assistants that aren't using the same virtual assistant that I'm using and who aren't using the same firm that I'm using who can give you a lot of valuable feedback on a real-life scenario of how it's working out for individuals. So again, don't, don't rely just on them. On the on their website and that ask people who are the who you know who are already using them, and then of course Lynn continues. The word virtual is also scary as people cannot understand how it could possibly work. Most people are unaware of the vast amount of technology that is available today that makes working with a VA a breeze and experienced. Uh, and any experienced and skilled VA would have that technology at his or her fingertips. That's exactly right. The word virtual, you know, when I said, you know, I have a virtual assistant, I can't tell you how many people thought I bought a new piece of software and, and that it was managing my calendar for me. The software was. And I'm like, no, this is, this is a real life human being who does work for me. And they say, oh, really? You know, it's like, where do you have room in your house for that? Did you get, did you get an office? And I'm like, no, they, this person's in Missouri. And, 
and my my new VA is I'm pretty sure she's in Texas, uh, you know. And so, matter of fact, I should probably check that out. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It, the thing is, she's doing the work for me, and and I and I felt comfortable enough with the information that I had. So yeah, I, I tell you, it is uh, it is very possible to to get scared by this whole idea of virtual. But man, with the technology that is available, I mean, she is literally she's doing the production work of my podcast all of them out of this world anyway um let's see anyone considering using uh services of of a virtual assistant must thoroughly research potential va services until they find the one that will be a good fit and you're absolutely right so i think lynn was probably sharing these as fears i don't think these were lynn's fears particularly but I think Lynn was sharing these are what fears might be out there. And and Lynn is absolutely correct in that you must research and you must interview. You must take care and do this and understand it may be possible that you don't get hooked up with the right virtual assistant, um, you know, at, at, you know, right off the bat. So there you go. Wallace responded on LinkedIn. He says quality of work execution and of course, this is something, Wallace, that uh, is, is this could be a gamble for you. You know, you can interview somebody and somebody interviews extremely well and they sound like they're positive and upbeat and they know exactly what they're doing. They tell you and everything sounds really great and you give them a task and it sucks. If I'm allowed to use that language, I apologize. I know some people really hate that word. But anyway, uh, it, it, the, the quality of work and execution stinks. How's that? Well, the thing is, is, is if you can't coach them to get it right with relative ease, then you fire them, fire them. It's that simple. Uh, so, so move on to the next one. Round two. I know there have been people that I've interviewed here that is, uh, basically said, um, they, they were on virtual assistant number four or five before they found the one that fit for them. And wow, the fireworks have went off and things are great. So, so definitely, uh, Wallace, quality of work and execution, there is the potential for some bad quality of work. And if you can't coach it out right away, don't spend too much time, move on to somebody else. Jim H responded on LinkedIn and says, I've been working with VAs for three years. I I suggest hiring from a company like Contemporary VA. They have a boss to whom they answer to as well as you. Plus, they have a backup trained just in case they're out of town, get sick, or they quit. Here's a link, ContemporaryVA.com. Well, Jim, thank you very much. And uh, we're quite aware of Contemporary VA over here. So I'm glad that you like uh, them as well. And, And I would agree. Those are benefits of having Contemporary VA. Vicky writes this on LinkedIn. She actually says, Cliff, great question. Not only uh, for your podcast, but also for us VAs. The more we know about potential clients and their fears, wants, and needs, the more we can do to be sure that we're up to the task of solving those particular problems. I have a client that started out with just having me type his meeting notes and do some research, but as I learned what he was doing and why, I could then offer ways to improve his process, increase his productivity, and in the long run, I have proved myself to him. My team and I are now his team. As far as return on investment, there are two ways to consider this. First, think about the task you really hate doing and what you could be doing to increase your business instead of those tasks. Sit down and make a list of everything you do in a day. Mark those you could outsource and make another list of the things you could be doing if those tasks were being done and how much more productive you could, how much more productive could you be? 
Um, let's see here. Second, think uh, the second thing to consider is the overhead cost of hiring an in-house assistant. Payroll taxes, workers' comp insurance, furniture, utilities, software, sick days, etc. As with any business relationship, trust is a big issue. And in a virtual in a virtual world, even more important to build between client and VA. I suggest asking the prospective VA for references and do your due diligence and call them. Thank you, Cliff, for the question. I have learned quite a bit uh, about potential clients, and now it's my job to ter- determine how to alleviate those fears. And by the way, that's Vicky from over at AskVicky, V-I-K-I dot com. So there you go. Free plug for AskVicky.com. All right. Melissa asked on... Let's see here, LinkedIn. This is uh, experience has, oh, this is a good one here. Listen to this. Experience has taught that VAs go missing in action or MIA for no reason at all at the absolute worst time like the middle of the launch or before affiliates have been paid. They tend to allow their personal lives to take priority and do not, and don't have the safeguards in place that most business owners would. All right, so this is Melissa's reaction. So she says her experience has taught that virtual assistants go missing in action for no reason at all at the worst time, and uh, they tend to allow their personal lives to take priority and don't have safeguards in place like most business owners would. I want to say that obviously this has been Melissa's experience, and I have certainly heard that this has been the experience of other people as well. Nobody that I know personally has ever experienced this. Now, I will tell you that Keith Parsons is in my chat room. He says, my experience with VAs was terrible. He said he wasted thousands of dollars uh, and did not have anywhere near Cliff's experience. Had to redo all the work myself. So here you go. I'm going to give you the real life world scenario here. There are people who have tried it and it did not work out. My recommendations are if you follow some of the steps, I, I believe that there are some things you can do to make things work out if you're willing to to do those things. I, I've shared a lot of things, especially one of my favorite episodes I did a virtual assistant podcast is not all virtual assistants are created equal uh, or not or create equal value. And let me look at that podcast episode number. Okay, and I just look, it's here, episode 31, not all virtual assistants provide equal value. And so I would strongly encourage people who, who are afraid of having a terrible experience, go to episode 31 of Virtual Assistant Podcast and listen to that. Um, the other one is I would strongly encourage you to listen to, um, let's see here, benefits of hiring now. Uh, I can't. Oh, here it is. Episode 35 interview questions that help me discover my next virtual assistant. So um, this is basically those are things that I want to share with you that that will help. I believe you avoid some of those bad experiences if if you follow through and and you spend the amount of time necessary to get to know your virtual assistant. um, I, I think you can avoid some of these experiences, but I'm not going to tell anybody listening to this podcast that that if you follow the formula that you're going to escape a bad experience. Some people might look at what happened to me in December of 2010. Of course, that's as I'm recording this. That's this month. What happened to me two and a half weeks ago or or three weeks ago 
Some people may consider that a tragic experience, spending an entire year having the most amazing first experience with a virtual assistant you can possibly imagine, and just just right out of the gate, just being so impressed with Andrea and having her become a part of my team and feeling like she's a, a real part of my business and having a really close personal relationship with somebody who I trusted immensely, who who I really felt cared about my business almost as much as I did, and then all of a sudden having her leave me. That, you might think, is a tragic experience. And you know what? In some ways, it was. In some ways, it was. But I did not let that stop me. What I did is I tasted and benefited from the, the reality of what is possible in the awesomeness of having a great experience with a virtual assistant. Now, the thing is, not everybody gets an Andrea right away. But I just want to tell you that if you've had a bad experience like Melissa, if you've had a bad ex- experience like Keith has had, um, you know, there there are maybe, you know, maybe it might not be for you. And, and that's something I certainly said in episode 37 of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. It may not be for you. Having a, you delegating, maybe that's just not going to work. Maybe you hiring an employee and overseeing them and watching over their shoulder and, and stuff like that. May, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's other, you maybe just hire a, a freelancer to do something for you. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that you certainly, are not guaranteed to have the same positive experiences that I'm having. And and I want to let you know, there's the reality that you could have a very terrible experience. Some of these fears are, you know, um, what is that? Uh, uh, fears appear. I, I can't remember what somebody said earlier, but you know, the future events appearing real. Some of those are, so some of those are real. And, and again, I realized my fear, my fear of having a great virtual assistant and losing them uh, you know, that, that actually became a reality for me, but you know what I, the benefits of having a virtual assistant were worth dealing with that and retra- you know, finding somebody new and retraining. And I would say there is life after the fears. So, um, basically, um, you know, I, and, and again, I, I, I think if you go back and, and, and you and listen to some of those episodes. My big thing is is basically going out and being a participant in finding the virtual assistant that works for you. And um, I will tell you, contemporary VA. I know that um, the way that things are set up. Um, if if I just kind of let things go, I know that the the scenario would have been that Andrea would have you know left, and they would have actually assigned somebody else to me and and stuff like that. Um, I'll be honest with you. That just was not, that was not going to happen for me. I I was not going, I would not allow somebody to just be assigned to me. I asked them, I said, listen, you know, I, I would like to know if you have other people and I would like to hear a little bit about them and I would like to actually you know, set up a, a, and schedule an interview with multiple different people so I can choose the next person for me. And you know what? That's not standard procedures for contemporary VA, but guess what? They are willing to work with you and that they were willing to work with me. And, um, you know, I, I have no doubt that, that really personally for me, I wanted to make sure that I knew who was going to be working for me. And that's, that's why I picked Amy. I, I picked Amy. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think Amy would have been the person they would have assigned. I think they may have assigned. So I don't know what would have happened had I not taken the lead and the charge in, in being, 
you know, the, the determining factor of who's going to be a part of my team as a virtual assistant. But um, I would certainly, no matter who you have, no matter what firm, be in charge of that decision. Don't let somebody else decide that for you. Be in charge of that decision. All right. Uh, let's see here. Rick says uh, he, a fear that he might have would be that they would divulge sensitive or proprietary information to others. For example, competitors. All right. So yeah, uh, that, you know, you would have that. This, this is a, this is a fear that I would say is not necessarily, uh, set up just for virtual assistants. I'd say you'd have the same fear for an employee. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, you, you, you gotta find somebody that you feel like you can trust. Um, and, and if you don't, if you can't feel like you can trust your virtual assistant, then don't hire them and certainly don't share, you know, share sensitive or proprietary information with them. Uh, find some interview, be a part, be, you know, make, make this just as if for me, I consider hiring a virtual assistant just the same as if I was hiring somebody to work at my place of business where I was going to leave them for eight hours for a shift in charge of a cash register that had thousands of dollars of cash in it. That's exactly the same type of person and the same process of interviewing that I would go through. All right. Lisa from LinkedIn says that her fear is that in the time it took her to make arrangements for, uh, with a virtual assistant that they could have, that she could have done the job herself. And this is certainly the case. I could see more on a, a fear for a project by project basis, but uh, you know, and, and, and certainly that could be the case. Now the thing is though, is if you have a project, just a one-time project where it's going to take you, you know, 20 hours to do a repetitive task over and 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 over again, and you get the picture. Well, guess what? You know what? Then teach somebody how to do that. Maybe it takes you three, four, five, or six times as long to teach them how to do that task than it would have taken you to do the task 15 times yourself. But if you have to do that task 500 times, guess what? In the long run, it makes sense to let somebody else do it. All right. So and, and if that is the case, then then you don't have to worry about that. So I will tell you, it took a lot more time for me to teach Amy and Andrea both how to do my Actually, you know what? Here's the deal. It took a lot more time to teach and uh, to teach Andrea how to post my podcast episodes to the website because I've never went through the process of teaching somebody else how to do that for me the way that I wanted it done specifically for all of my websites. Now, I once I trained Andrea and I went through the process, guess what? When she left and I had to actually retrain Amy to do the same task, it was easier and faster that time because I've already learned how to do it in a way that is in a system, in a process. And so it was easier to train Amy the second time around because I already trained somebody else to do it and I know some of the, you know, the things to look for. It's like, oh, I know it, then I need to teach her to do this because I remember when Andrea started doing this, she forgot this and oh yeah, we needed to add that extra step here. So it's easier the second time around. But the thing is, is still, when I trained Amy, when I actually sat down and showed Amy how to post a podcast episode to my website, it took me three times as long to sit down and teach her how to do it than if I would have done it myself. You know what? The thing is, I could have actually, you know, that I could have done that in, in one third the time. But here's the situation. 
for the next year, for the next two years, for the next three years, forever. Well, I don't, I don't know how long. I, I don't know how long Amy's going to be my virtual assistant. I, I hope that she'll be my vers- virtual assistant for years to come. I really do. Um, but you know what? I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. And so, you know, it, it's, it's just, you, you just deal with what life brings you. But I'm hoping v- she'll be around forever. And if she's around for the next six weeks, and she posts my podcast episodes for the next week, six weeks like she did last week and this week, then trust me, the, the time I spent to train her is well worth the investment. Well worth the investment. So there we go. All right. Here's the last thing that I have for you right here. This is a voicemail that came in from Sean. Sean, take it away. Hey, Cliff. It's Sean Fry, your traveling salesman from Iowa. And this is a, just a comment for your podcast for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And just wanted to let you know I've really enjoyed listening to those shows. Um, as you know, I have been working with CBA for, I think, about six months now. And I'm very, very pleased with the results. I mean, it's, I've taken an idea that I've had for years and actually been able to put some legs on it, as Dan Miller would say. And it's really starting to gain a life of its own. And I'm I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'll tell you, I just really appreciate the show and, and uh, look forward to meeting you in the future and have nothing but uh, kudos for the folks over at CBA. So have a blessed holiday, Cliff, and we'll be seeing you soon. All right, Sean, thank you so much for that feedback. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, final episode here. It's not the final episode from Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm going to tell you that. A couple things here I want to say at the end of this is, first and foremost, thank you, Contemporary VA. Thank you for, for you know, revealing, you know, for hiring Andrea and having Andrea, you know, be such an awesome rock star VA that, uh, you know, when I put a little note out on Twitter that says, hey, you know, I, I'd love to talk with you and, and I've looked at your website and, and this is what I found out about you and this is why I want to work with you. Hiring somebody like that was absolutely, um, you know, a, a credit to you and Andrea was a, a, a huge blessing to me. And having her as my virtual assistant for a year was a blessing from God. I will tell you that Andrea was a blessing from God. Um, Contemporary VA, I want to thank you for allowing me to buck the system to actually say, you know what? No, I don't want somebody assigned to me. Thank you for allowing me to be in the driver's seat of choosing who I would work with next. Thank you for giving me the potential to interview as many as three virtual assistants. And also I I feel confident that thank you that had those first three interviews not impressed me that you would have found me three more to interview. And I thank you for being that type of company that was willing to satisfy me in that way. I want to say thank you to Contemporary VA for sponsoring 38 episodes of this podcast. And my friends, I don't, I'm not cheap. I'll just tell you that when you sponsor a podcast of gspn.tv, I'm not cheap. And I thank you for the financial benefit that this sponsorship has brought to me personally and to my business. It has been a huge blessing and it has made for a very nice 2010 for me. Thank you for the sponsorship. Thank you for my virtual assistant. And I'm looking forward to continuing with my virtual assistant, Amy Sadler, through 2011 and beyond if all goes well. Uh, God willing. All of that, I want to say 
Thank you to each and every one of you who have submitted questions. I want to thank you to all the virtual assistants who have uh, allowed me to interview you. I want to thank you for the business owners that have been using virtual assistants that have come onto the show. I thank each and every one of you guys. I want to please invite you to check out gspn.tv. That stands for the Generally Speaking Production Network. I have been podcasting since December 16th, 2005. And as of the time that I'm recording this final episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast, I have recorded and produced more than 2,400 podcast episodes of my own. All right. And I've done that through the help of myself, my wife, and some absolutely wonderful co-hosts. And I hope that you would come and check out some of the other shows that I produce. Especially if you're listening to this, you would be interested maybe in Social Media Serenity at socialmediaserenity.com. Um, and that is a show that is all about social media and how you can use social media to grow your business, to build relationships with people, your customers, to how to connect relationally with the community of people who use your products and services. It is an amazing show where we every week talk about the latest and greatest in ways to really relationally connect with people and make a difference in their lives beyond just having a sales transaction. That's socialmediaserenity.com. Um, helpigotamac.com. If you are thinking about buying a Mac computer, if you are a brand new Mac user, you should certainly check out helpigotamac.com. This is another show that I do with a great friend of mine. And uh, this is where we answer anything and everything Apple related. We talk about iPads, iPhones, um, you know, all the applications that we can get our hands on, uh, both for the PC or for the for the Mac desktop and for the iOS devices. Uh, we keep we keep on top of all Apple related things, and of course, we have a voicemail feedback hotline where you can ask questions, uh, both on the Social Media Serenity Show and on HelpIGotAMac.com. You might also be interested in Business Tech Weekly. Dot com. Business Tech Weekly is another show that I do with another great friend of mine. And we talk about technology tools that help small to medium-sized business owners. If you like the top 10 tools that I did for uh, you know how to collaborate with your virtual assistant to delegate more effectively, then you definitely would love Business Tech Weekly as we talk about Tungle.com and, and calendar services and how you know, how we're using Google and Dropbox and, and all kinds of other online services that make collaborating with our virtual assistants easier and also make just our, our lives more productive, more efficient, and help us to do things better in our business. Every week we have a new episode talking about technology that helps business people. That's businesstechweekly.com. Now, here's the thing. You type in any of those three addresses, and guess what? They all forward to a category off of a site over at gspn.tv. My friends, in the last, I told you I'd done more than 2,400 podcast episodes. Uh, In the last five years, I've actually launched more than 25 different podcasts. Eight episodes per week is approximately what you get from gspn.tv. There are a lot more shows. You can go over to gspn.tv slash shows. And I did want to leave one for uh, the last one that I want to promote. And and again, it goes back to my own selfish tendencies. And and I want to let you know, uh, you can find me on a weekly basis at podcastanswerman.com. GSPN.tv is my production network. I also consider it my personal ministry. uh, and, and, And it's just a place where I give, 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 give to the community. 
and I'm so blessed to have the community that we have. But I want to encourage you to also check out podcastanswerman.com. At podcastanswerman.com, that is my own personal uh, not my own personal, but my own business website. It is it is uh, what I do for a living. I am a podcast and new media consultant and coach. I can help you launch a podcast. I can answer your questions about your podcasting efforts. I can help you get the right equipment the first time. I can help you set up a WordPress site and get your podcast configured and get you into iTunes. And I also have a ton of video tutorials uh, that are available as well at podcastanswerman.com slash products. So again, I am not going away. Oh, one last, okay, one more podcast, pursuingabalancedlife.com. Again, pursuingabalancedlife.com. It's, it's another one now for the gspn.tv site. Um, specifically, episodes number 483 and 484. If you want to, if you, they go perfectly along with the virtual assistant podcast, especially all the episodes released here in December, 2010, they're, they kind of like, they're the missing pieces in the puzzle. Uh, if you listen to pursuing a balanced life.com episode 483, 484, um, you'll get an even a bigger picture of what happened to me here in 2010, a big behind the scenes picture of it. Uh, it, and it's a place where I share my own personal uh, journey in living a more balanced and healthy life, you know, balancing work, faith, family, uh, community, uh, every, every aspect of life, trying to find balance. And, uh, you know, one of the things for finding balance for me is knowing when it's time to move on to something new. And my friends, the Virtual Assistant Podcast has been a blessing to me and it has been a lot of fun. Uh, I would say I can guarantee you that the Virtual Assistant Podcast out of the last 38 episodes, you know, the total of 38 episodes, I've absolutely loved doing at least 35 of them. And I'm just going to be honest and tell you that there were about three episodes that I really didn't enjoy doing and I didn't want to do, but I did because, well, I had a sponsorship and and I wanted to produce content and I knew people were waiting for it, but uh, that's not how I want a podcast. I want a podcast with passion, my friends. And that's what you'll learn from me at podcastanswerman.com if you, if you choose to check it out. So again, this podcast done for, I don't know how long, but the archives will remain and I will be around Lord willing in 2011 and beyond. May God bless you all. And uh, until next time, I encourage you to go over to gspn.tv, podcastanswerman.com. And until next time, sometime in the future, I encourage you to join the community. I'm out of here. 